Welcome, sports fans. Welcome to the next edition of the FCA Guy podcast, where we talk faith and sports. Today, I'm here with Coach Jason Williams, also known as Jay Will. He's the cornerback and special teams coach. Jay Will, it's good to see you this morning. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's, it's a pleasure. We just came off an open week, and we're about to jump back into it this week. But we want to learn a little bit more about you and learn more about your family. You grew up in Angleton. If you yeah. could let us know about that and maybe your high school history, and we'll jump into coach. Yeah, absolutely. Angleton Wildcats, Angleton, Texas. Not a lot of people know where that's at, so we're just going to keep it at an hour south of Houston. Uh, family, I was an only child growing up, uh, so kind of forced me to branch out and, you know, socialize, use a lot of social skills, make friends. Um, but, yeah, that's mama, big hooper. My mom was a huge hooper, so that's where I get hooping from. Uh, and then my dad, uh, he's an alumni from uh, West Columbia, so he's a roughneck. Um, played football at LSU, so he's football is all I know, football and basketball. So, when Do you ever get confused with the Jason Williams in the NBA? All the time, all the time. If a student wants to know what highlights or what my highlights are looking at, I tell, I tell them to look up Jason Williams highlights, and it always – White chocolate, white chocolate always pops up. So I'm telling, I, t- I always tell them that's me. It's just, I, I just shrunk. I shrunk. You should a little bring bit. a sharpie with you everywhere you go and just sign it, Jason Williams. Exactly. So you mentioned your dad played football at LSU. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm gonna guess he's from Louisiana or is he from Angleton? Nope, he's from West Columbia, uh, Brazoria County. Okay, Brazoria County, Texas. Yeah, so here, here in Texas. Now, what position did he play? So he he was a kick returner and he played DB as well. So okay, I'm gonna assume that's what you played. And that is exactly what I played. Tell us a little bit about that. Now, from high school, then you went to I believe Texas State. Texas State, absolutely, eat him up. Uh, so yeah, played, uh, two and a half years there, uh, Texas State, played DB there. Uh, my freshman year played corner and then, uh, sophomore, junior year played, um, moved to safety. Uh, but over there, our model was you don't play cornerback, you don't play safety, you play DB. So you had to learn all five. We ran a nickel. So all, all five. You want to explain that nickel defense maybe to their listeners? Cause there's cover two, there's cover three, Absolutely. there's nickel back. Yeah. So nickel is just just an extra DB on the field. Um, so um, a lot of what we ran was we, we ran a lot of man, uh, a lot of man concepts. So it was all man across the board. Um, we ran kind of a Big Twelve defense. So our previous coaching staff came from Texas Tech. Um, so of course that's where we get our defense from. Uh, so yeah. So again, we you play DB. So if you want to if you want to play, don't say you play one position because that'll that'll keep you limited. So um, being able to, you know, adapt and play DB or play corner and safety kind of allows me to see um, all ways of the, of the defensive back position. So Now, what did you study there at Texas State? Study? Uh, I studied exercise and sports science, and then I had a minor in math. So, Well, tell me how you got – do you teach math here? Chemistry. Oh, wow. Yep, chemistry. The crowd – this is our applied noise. <laughs> um, yeah, Chemistry. Well, that's great. Absolutely. Tell us about coaching. Um, I know you played. Your dad played, mm-hmm. obviously. Your mom, obviously, big sports fans. Right. Uh, was coaching always something you wanted to do, or is this something that came along later in college? Or it came along. You- yeah, it came along later in college. Uh, of course, just like every other uh, teenager in early twenties, you have no clue what you want to do. I, I, 
it took me to maybe my junior, sophomore, junior year of college to actually, you know, get a grasp on something that I wanted to do. Uh, and I was coaching. Um, my freshman year of college, I was actually uh, in like electrical engineering courses because, oh, my mom was telling me, oh, you're so good at math. You're good at this. You're good at. And I was like, OK, let me try it. Uh, I had no problem with it my uh, freshman year, so I had all A's, 4.0, but the thing was I, I just couldn't see myself doing that for the rest of my life. Uh, and then I started to, you know, dig down deep in my roots and see, you know, what makes me happy. Sports makes me happy. Um, and so it's just vital for me to be around that for or as a career. So I, I'd rather have fun than, you know, to be bored behind a desk, I guess. <laughs> I want to inter interject here a little bit okay. because you're around kids all the time. Right. And they're having to make a decision mm -hmm. about their next step. Mm -hmm. A lot of juniors are deciding, seniors are deciding. Correct. What advice would you give to a young man or woman who is contemplating what to do next? Uh, just to be patient. It'll come to you. Uh, it'll come to you. There's no, there's no need to rush. I mean, of course, right now you're in your early stages. You don't really know what you don't, you don't know what your next step is. I'm still in my early stages and I don't know what my next step is. Uh, so I wouldn't kind of, I wouldn't, you know, put any type of pressure on them because they already have the pressure of, you know, their family, um, other outside issues they have going on. So, um, just being that encouraging voice telling them, Hey, you have time. Um, of course there will come a time where you have to make a decision, but, uh, don't sweat it too much right now. You got, you have some time. When you were at Texas state, uh -huh. did you intern? There, or did you come straight? We want to talk about Layman, how you got right here with Coach okay. Castillo and how you got to Layman. Right. Can you tell us how you, you got here? I did, I think I remember you telling me you were working somewhere, maybe as an yeah. intern. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the way our uh, education program worked, uh, you were, or I was a PE guy, uh, but as well, I was, or I was a math guy as well. Um, so the way they did it was you do your block courses. Um, your block courses is like, you know, you have lessons and then half of that day you'll, you know, interact with the kids or you'll get uh, assigned a, a cooperating teacher. Uh, and I was at San Marcos High School for that. Um, so that was pretty fun. Um, and then after that, the next semester, that following semester, the spring semester, I was um, doing my student teaching and my student teaching was where I got to have like be more hands on with the kids, you know, actually uh, make lesson plans, uh, execute the lesson plans, so on and so forth. And I was at Johnson High School for that. So um, uh, I was fortunate enough to, you know, be hands on with their um, math department as well as the athletic department. Um, so, yeah, having that, that that's kind of the experience I have with that. So uh, the student teaching or student coaching actually, you know, allow me to have a firsthand experience as to what a coach is. So I think that's where we first met. Absolutely. I remember that day. Well, it's good to have you here. I'm going to talk about how you came to Lehman. Okay. People who've sat in that seat and then they're going to hear this again, coach is when coach Castillo calls, mm -hmm. they know his reputation and they felt like he was a good person to mentor them. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot of young coaches here. Who I think are going to be outstanding coaches right. because of the mentoring they got here. Mm -hmm. So tell us how you came to Lehman. Yeah, so first and foremost, I love love the area. So Hayes County, I love love the area. Um, as far as coming to Layman, um, maybe a couple weeks prior to my my like application approval, uh, Terrence Franks uh, he had got the the running backs coach position over here, and uh, from the same place, same literally the same pipeline. So Angleton High School, uh, going to Texas State, playing ball there. And uh, it's only right to, you know, 
keep going along because it's never it's, I haven't been steer, uh, steered wrong. So, um, so kind of hit him up and say, hey, what's uh, I mean, what Coach Castillo like? Like, I mean, I'm a first year coach. Like, I have no idea what what the coaching you know line is. So, and he gave me some good words about Castillo and um, and it kind of pushed me to you know okay I think I think I, I can be a part of this program um and then you know maybe a couple of days later I get the call from Castillo and I'm I'm like you know I'm like shook because that it was the first um it was the first call I had I had received back so it was the first call back I had so I was like well he's taking a chance on me let's let's go ahead and do it so before I even picked up the phone I was like okay let's see let's see what we talk about here so well you're also coaching baseball with coach Kazi and we'll uh-huh. have him on at some point in time. So right. I asked you about baseball. I don't think that was your first sport. Not, it was not my first sport, but Hey, uh, coaching baseball, like I said, I'm a, uh, I'm a competitor. So, uh, if you want me to coach baseball, I'll coach. If you want me to jump, I'm going to ask how high. So, um, that's kind of how, well, how I appreciate that. We absolutely on the FCA guy podcast. It is about fourth Faith in sports. Right. And I asked you, you went to Texas State. Correct. We have an area director, Mr. Ford, Pat Ford. Mr. Pat Ford. Yes. And you said you're involved in Fellowship of Christian Athletes there. Right. We call that FCA. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that experience because you didn't have it in high school. Right. Tell us how that maybe shaped you or gave you some direction if you could. Or- right. Yeah. So uh, I had some buddies, of course, that were, you know, uh, more into their, you know, religion than I was. Uh, and uh, that was because, you know, I moved off to college, didn't know, you know, didn't know where to kind of fit in at. So, um, of course I had other teammates that went to FCA. It was every Monday, seven o'clock, seven to seven thirty, uh, in the football pavilion over at Texas State. Uh, Mr. Pat Ford, the first guy to say hi to you, first guy to open the door and just give you the biggest smile, biggest hug, uh, and just be there for you. Um, so of course I had the buddies that, you know, encouraged me to go every week. Um, and, um, as I was going, I can tell that, you know, I'm starting to see more positives in, in situations and stuff like that. Cause uh, of course playing, you know, division one football, it's like, it's tough. It's very tough. So it's tough mentally, physically, um, all the above and everything in between. So, um, it was, it was kind of a, it was kind of a, a way to reset on a Monday. So it was a way to reset on a Monday and, um, going into the week, you know, with a, with a good spirit, um, and a good head on your shoulders. We do have FCA here at Layman. Okay. Uh, Coach Kazi. The head coach of the baseball team leads that, right. and it's on a Friday morning. Hopefully, you'll be able to be involved in that. I know football mm-hmm. takes up a lot of time, but I think that'd be something great with these kids, mm-hmm. leading them not just about football, about becoming better people right. all around. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you sharing that very much. Absolutely. With that, I'll be sure and tell Pat Ford. Uh, tell him I said hello. I will. I will see Pat tomorrow, and I will let him know. We talked earlier briefly mm-hmm. about some hidden talents, okay, hobbies. Gifts and you got all excited about oh yeah because the first thing that came to mind was I'm a I'm a big ping pong player uh, so I mean if you want to smoke I'm I'm here Layman High School come on come get it um, how long have you been playing ping pong uh so f- about that so in high school I had some buddies I had some base- baseball friends actually baseball friends I had um, one of my friends his name was Gavin um, we always used to go to his house play ping pong. And at first I, I was, I was dumpster. I was garbage. I was not good at all. Uh, but all the baseball players, you know, they, 
no, they're picking on me, so they know they're going to get an easy dub out of me. So I'm playing, I'm playing, and me, I'm, I get so angry. I get so angry when I lose at stuff that, you know, you know, I, I, you wouldn't think I'd be good at, but I want to be good at it because they're, you know, they're teasing me about it. Uh, so I practice, practice, practice. Uh, and it was like during our off season, they had baseball. So me and, uh, me and a couple of the football guys will go over to his house because he'll leave the garage open. So we'll go over to this house and just keep playing ping pong. And, um, ever since then, I've just, you know, picked up on it real quick, real, uh, yeah, real quick. And then, um, ever since then, I'm, I, I'm the talker now. So I'm the talker. Tell me the- Define the term smoke. Smoke. I want to know how to use it correctly. Okay. So, oh, it's kind of tough. Uh, so, it's basically if you want it, come get it type of type of phrase. So, like, um, you know, playing Smith and Valley. If they want smoke, we're here. So, if you want smoke, come get it. That's what it is. Um, I know the vernacular for the young people these days has changed quite a bit. Uh-huh. And it changes constantly. Oh, yeah. So, I appreciate you letting me know that. Absolutely. I, Add that I know to how the to book. use that correctly. Add that to the book. Smoke. And then dumpster. Oh, yeah. You use dumpster. Dumpster, trash, garbage. I've got two that. new words, Coach, that I can put in my yeah. podcast. Maybe I can use that. Oh, okay? yeah. This is smoke, baby, right here if you want smoke, it. Smoke if you want it. Come right here. Jay Will, I appreciate you being here. That Absolutely. was a wonderful time with you. And he's our cornerbacks and defensive back coach. Right on. And special teams coach. Yep. And so we're going to transition over to Coach Castillo. You mentioned earlier we're just getting off a open week, yeah. and it was kind of weird, wasn't it, Coach? Yeah, it was weird. I was I was home with my wife, and I didn't know what to do. Like, but now hey, now you know why we hire young coaches, man. They help me out. I mean, they keep me young. I got new shoes. I, I washed my shoes yesterday. I, I literally texted these guys and say, hey, "How do you clean white sneakers?" And they gave me the they gave me the thing, and I didn't know if I should put them in the dryer or what. But they hooked me up. So we we know you collect. You had I think three pair. Yeah, I had three. And then so I got to keep them washed. <laughs> oh, that was a good conversation we had. So, mm-hmm. uh, Coach J. Will, it's good to have you. Uh, Coach C, we want to jump right into the Lobos a little bit. Mm-hmm. Before I do that, I want to talk about realignment. Yes, sir. It's coming up this month, I believe. Yeah. So what they do is they uh, that, there's called the UIL Snapshot Day, and that's the that's the day that they pick or they basically take the number from the TEA that we submit. And that's our number that um, tells us how much our enrollment is at the campus. Uh, and then that determines kind of where we're at numbers-wise with our other uh, teams. So, you know, the way that they uh, draw up districts and stuff like that, you have to have a certain number of students per uh, school, and they have to match up with schools. So we're very similar to Hayes, very similar to Seguin, um, Smithson Valley. It's kind of what we're all together. And then every two years they re, they resubmit numbers uh, because of growth and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we'll find out October 27th what we submit. And then it becomes a big guessing game for about four or five months. And then in January, uh, the UIL will <clears throat> send out or it's, uh, late January, early February. I can't remember exactly what day they'll send out the districts that we're going to be a part of for the next two year cycle after that. So, uh, it's a pretty neat deal. It's stressful. You know, we've got to come up with schedules for all of our teams, uh, depending on if they're, some teams are in our district, some are not. Um, you know, generally when you get those numbers, there's prognosticators who can kind of tell you and then, the day of it just blows up. So, uh, and that's kind of like, uh, <clears throat> there's like a wall street feel to it. Sometimes when all the coaches are together trying to figure out, you know, what district we're in and, oh man, I need to get a week one game or week two. So, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a very, it's a very neat process to be a part of. Do you know the number of enrollment you have currently? <clears throat> I think we're sitting about 2140 something right now. So that would keep us in, 
district um, and in a five eight division one district. I know it's every two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did talk to the superintendent Eric Wright, and mm-hmm. I asked him. I said, "How many students do you currently have in Hayes CISD?" Mm-hmm. He was quick to respond. He said, "Today, twenty four thousand one hundred thirty." And I asked him what projected growth would be in five years. He says, "I can tell you, in ten years, we're projected to have." 35,000 students yes, in Hayes CISD. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. You know, when I got the job, I uh, just asking questions about the whole area and stuff like that. And, you know, Dr. Wright and I got to sit in a room together and do my interviews. And he was he was telling me, you know, like right now, you know, you won't see the growth. But, you know, there's so many young families moving out here, young couples buying houses, going to have kids. He's like, it's it's going to explode. And it's just it's just part of being around the Austin area right now. And and um you know, they're probably going to build another, you know, definitely some elementary schools in the works, middle schools in the works, and there will be another high school at some point too. So it's just, it's growing like crazy. Uh, I think this realignment, we, we should be good with the 5A division one number. Maybe the next go around, maybe a 6A. And then depending on, uh, where that next high school is and the time frame on that, we stay around 6A or go back to 5A division one. But yeah, we're, it's, it's, it's growing like crazy, man. It's pretty wild. In growth, I know that there's always bond issues in mm-hmm. schools. And those are really to help facilitate the growth Correct. and both in the education and also athletics. Yep. They are, they've passed a bond. Now they're going to be doing something to your athletic fields and they're adding on to layman. Cor- correct. Correct. Yeah. So we'll have, um, we're going to get brand new turf, uh, baseball and softball fields with all of the stands to match, um, concessions, some, uh, different kind of batting cages. Uh, just really top notch, state of the art stuff. Uh, we'll get a new band pad back in the back, um, which will kind of facilitate the next part of, you know, us hopefully getting an on campus stadium. Um, you know, we're going to get a new track involved with that because of the construction around that's going to kind of shift some stuff. So a lot of stuff happening. Uh, you know, we'll get a fine arts gym built here. Um, that's going to be good because we do have, you know, we have three gyms here, but, you know, we're all using it. Once I get a fine arts gym that's going to be solely for uh, fine arts, it'll be kind of uh, an ability for us to kind of do more things on our gyms. Um, you know, we don't mind working together, but it, it'll be pretty neat to have that gym for them. Um, you know, and then we want to have, a, a you know, an indoor covered facility at some point. It was on the bond last time, didn't pass, but, you know, just thinking about it the last couple months, I mean, it's been 110 degrees and it kind of throws off your practice plans. Um you know, we were practicing early in the morning, which I don't mind. I actually really like. But, you know, if we had some time in the afternoon to get under that thing and, and be cool enough to kind of execute some stuff that we want to, it'd be good. Our poor freshmen are, you know, get, having the worst of it, getting the brunt of it. But, no, it's a, it's a pretty neat time to be in HACISD, be at Lehman, uh, just because of those things, that growth. Let's transition to a, a section we call Inside the Huddle. So we do this each week. Mm-hmm. This is the time we could talk about the Lehman, Kyle Lehman Lobos. A little bit of kind of a recap of the season since we were had an open week last week. Y'all won last week. Good job. That's right. We never, went, never lose that one. Never lose that one. We count that as a win. That's right. So we're going to be moving into a tough game with Smith and Valley mm-hmm. this next week. Talk about this week coming off the open week, how you prepare, what you do. Yeah, we had a, a good, you know, it was a, it was a good week for us last week. We, uh, used a couple of those days, like I told you about trying to deal with grades and stuff like that. Had some, some minor hiccups there, but, uh, you know, other than that, I mean, we got, we got to install some of our plan. You know, Jason has been awesome helping us with special teams when I got, 
uh, when I got him here, I knew, you know, he's a very capable, smart young man. So I basically started doing special teams, uh, all the stuff. And then I was like, Hey man, do you think you can do it? You want to do it? And he was looking for more, uh, things to do. And that's the awesome of a young coach. You know, he wanted to do more. So I said, here you go. And he's done an awesome job. You know, we wanted to scout that stuff. Um, so we put that plan in also, uh, started this morning, just kind of fine tuning the plan, added a few things here and there. Uh, it's a short week for us too. So it really kind of moved into, uh, uh, their our game plan for them pretty quick so uh, a little bit of rest a little bit of work install um, and then trying to get a little bit healthy for some of the guys who need it um, but now we're we're ready to go who called that offside onside kick that i believe it's the first or second game you had an onside kick yeah. coming out in the second half i i call them but you know i i use the intel that jason gives us you know he comes in here he literally plugs into my uh, tv there and he says hey coach we can do this this week and we can i think we got something here and you know, we, we, we try to do the best we can scouting and I'll come with him to some, you know, come to some, some ideas with him. And, you know, it's good. It's a good little working relationship we got there. And, uh, but yeah, I'll make the call. I, I, when I feel like it's ready to go, I'll make the call. But, you know, watching what he does and, and breaks it down, it's really neat. And the, he shares that stuff with the kids too. I want to remind our listening audience too that we're actually here in studio, which is the coach's office. So you're going to hear some bells and whistles because we have classes going on. That's right. So uh, apologize for that, but it's all part of what we do That's here. Right. So I want to talk about our next section. It's called Scouting Report. Mm-hmm. And this is the time we get to talk about our next opponent, mm-hmm. which is Smith and Valley. They're off to a good start. They're a four and one. They're two and oh in district. Last year they were twelve and two, seven and oh. A formidable opponent, but I think I'd like to hear a little bit more about what you think, and then we'll move on from there. Sure. So they uh, obviously have a great, great team. They're just a great football team. There's no, you know, nothing real flashy. They've got some kids who are obviously Division One talent, but they just play football the right way. They're tough. They run to the ball. They they get off the ball fast. I mean, everything that they do is with a purpose. So that's kind of why they're good. You know, the, their head coach has been there for almost twenty something years. He's he's built a, a program that sustains itself and. Um, you know, they just kind of run through that thing. It's every year they're going to have a good team. Um, you know, I think for us, it's, that's where we was, you know, aspire to be for me. You know, they, I aspire to be that kind of program that, you know, everybody kind of knows their job and, and, uh, the next, next man up. And, and I, I want to have that for us. Um, you know, they're, they have a receiver really good. Number two, I think he's going to go division one somewhere. Uh, got a great quarterback, great running game, huge offensive line. Defensively, their linebackers run to the ball fast. Um, they're just really sound and solid, uh, up front everywhere, everywhere they play football. They're just really good. The kicker kicks the ball about what, 30 yards outside the, outside the end zone. He's amazing. So, you know, everything that they do is top notch. I mean, it's, it's going to be a tough, tough row for us, but you know, we're ready. Good. Well, we're looking forward to it. It's this Thursday night. Correct. It's seven o'clock mm-hmm. against Smith and Valley. Yep. So that's at um, Bob Shelton Stadium. Correct. Thursday night at seven o'clock. We hope everybody can come out tonight yep. or Thursday night, excuse me, mm-hmm. and watch that game. We need to fill the stands, support mm-hmm. our coaches, support our student athletes, yeah. as much as we can. So we, we've we've shared, and I think you may like this. Is it's a David versus Goliath thing, you know? And we we talked about it this morning with our kids, and just about having some faith, and you know, there's a historical perspective that we brought in there too about. You know, we knew that um, that David was a shepherd boy, and he was, you know, nobody thought much of him, but he had his own set of skills, right? He had his own set of skills as a, you know, as a guy who had had, had to chase animals away and, and do some other things. So he was very skilled at what he did, and Goliath was skilled at what he did. 
And so for us, it's about using our strengths to kind of find a way to defeat something that is very different from us. And, um, you know, we talk about it with our kids. I want them to understand that their, their skill set is very strong as well, meaning our kids. Our kids have a very strong skill set, and we tried to build that into them, build that into them, and I hope they're starting to soak that in. Um, because every day I walk out there to practice, I go, "Golly, we're we're really good." If we if we all go full speed and, and know our assignments, we're really good, and uh, that's our strength. I mean, we can we can do some different things in them, and uh, you know, like I've told the, our coaches and the kids and parents, anybody who talk to me, our kids will not quit. We will fight to the end, um, but at some point, we've got to be able to to do our job better, go a little faster pace, you know, do the little things that make te- teams better, not just fight hard to the end. So, you know, we'll, hopefully it, it comes together Thursday night. You know, we'll we'll do our best. We'll Everything that we can throw at them, we'll throw at them. And- it's a great story, David and Goliath. We hear that often. A lot of people do refer to that when you have a preliminary giant versus maybe an, an underdog in this case. Uh, it's an interesting story about David is that, he was a shepherd boy, and his brothers actually were fighting the Philistines. And the Philistine would come out, Goliath, the Philistine would come out. He was like nine feet tall. He would come out and challenge every day who would come. And David would always say, let me go, let me go. And finally, he agreed, King David allowed him to go. So here comes David. The point I want to make on this story is he picked up five stones. But he says he picked up five smooth stones. And I think... People, we take that for granted, and the moral of that story is the water wears away a lot of those jagged edges as the planning and the preparation that goes into this, so that when he picked up the stones, he knew it would fly correct. He knew he could sling that into Goliath's head. And so it's interesting, all the work and preparation that you're doing currently is going to refine these young men. They're going to be able to respond faster and and go harder and longer because of that. And so that's a great analogy. Um, of course, he defeated Goliath he, with a slingshot, put it in his forehead, took his sword and basically cut off his head and showed everybody. So um, great victory in that. Thank you very much for sharing that story. That's a wonderful story out of the Bible. Guys, I'm so thankful for y'all and what you're doing. I love the way you're loving on kids. Um, I have a little phrase that I like says you can, you know, coach them hard, but love them harder. Yes, sir. And they'll respond. That's the so. way we're going to turn it around here. That's the only way. So y'all doing a great job. I want to make one announcement before we get off the air here. Uh, FCA Fields of Faith is coming this Monday, the 9th, from 645 to 815 at Bob Shelton Stadium. We have one night, one field, one faith. It's a student-led event. We're going to invite all of our high school and middle school students to come out and join us. So next Monday night on the 9th, our Fields of Faith um, will be from 645 to 815. I hope everybody can join us. As far as kids, coaches, hope y'all come out. So thank y'all again. Y'all have a great week, and then we'll see y'all on Thursday. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.